Millipedes have a lot to deal with out there in the insect world. There are ants, birds, lizards, and trains? From the perspective of a defenseless millipede, the sight of a radiant railroad worm bearing down on them must be frightening indeed. But those aren't the lit windows of a locomotive. They're the bioluminescent glow of someone who wants to eat and not be eaten. And that's the way the millipede crumbles in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info. For you, the listener, I'm Joe. Et je suis Carlos. And today we're talking about a worm that's more radiant than a locomotive. But more on that later. More? Nah. <laughs> I meant to do that in but the... But similarly In the so. transit, or what you say is the transatlantic accent. Oh. More powerful than a locomotive. It's the Walter Cronkite. It works. More radiant than a locomotive. Yeah, it works. It is trans- transatlantic. Transatlantic is a mixture between Eng- like British. English, British English, and American English. That's why it's non-rhotic. That's why it says like Clark Kent instead of Clark and not Clark. It's Clark. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it is between one and the other. But I, there's also like those radio voices are also like just straight up Americans speaking quickly. Also, the way things were recorded has to do with that too. So we're talking about the railroad worm. Uh, it's in the kingdom you know, love, and are in, Animalia. You ever heard of phylum? Well, the phylum in this case is Arthropoda. I think you can guess it from now on, since it's a worm, but it's not a worm. Uh, the class is Insecta. The order, Coleoptera, it's still not a worm. It's not a real worm. Family? Phenogodidae, that's what it is. Uh, and the genus is Phryxothrix. <laughs> what a great word, Phryxothrix. David Hyde Pierce speaks with a transatlantic accent. Absolutely he does. He's like, he, him and Fraser. Both of them, yes. Yes, he, they do. Darth Vader speaks with a transatlantic yes, accent. yeah. Yeah, Probably Sir Lawrence Olivier, like all of these like high class like dudes. Those those guys speak with transatlantic accents. Yeah, Orson. That that's the Orson Welles radio voice. Yeah, I was saying, I was saying guys like maybe like Orson Welles do. I'm just saying not every person with a radio voice had a transatlantic a- accent. No, but this accent is a tr- transatlantic accent. Not necessarily. <laughs> that's just fast talking. It's it with, but I'm using the same pronunciation. Um, I I don't think it's in the Frixatrix <laughs> one. I think it's actually Phenagodis. Yes, it's in Phenagodis. Phenagodis Fusipses Floridensis. Phenagodis Fusipes Floridensis? Yeah, so Frixatrix, Frixatrix. It's not... F- although an, an excellent word is a different genus. Yeah, that's a different one. Um... But yeah, we're talking about the genus Phenagodes, and then the species is Phenagodes. Phenagodidae. Phenagodes. Phenagodes. No. Do you have a Do you have a, a vowel in between P H E N and then G O D? Phenag. Yeah. You do? I mean, you. I just I copied and pasted this from what you sent me. Maybe I maybe I typed that in wrong. Uh, but then the species is 
Fusipis. Is that how you would say that? Fusipis. Fusipis. It's just Fengotis. Fengotis. Fengotis fusipes floridensis yeah. is the subspecies, which is from Florida. Yeah. Same. I've never seen one of these before in Florida, so now I'm excited to maybe one day see one. Yeah. I'm really interested to find out how I'm going to edit that together. <laughs> what You got any nicknames? Yeah, it's the Radiant Railroad Worm, but we're going to call it here the Wilbur Worm. Mm-hmm. Because it's radiant. Some worm. <laughs> it's not a worm. It can also be William Wilbur Worm. Nice. Because well, okay. it, it shines a light into the darkness that is slavery. <laughs> it's, it's nicknames upon nicknames with you now. <laughs> yes, yes. And then the last one is Durant. Any worms that can do this. Get it? Durant. Durant. Railroad. Oh, a railroad. deep cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep history cut. Learn your yeah. history. I feel like most people are thinking Kevin Durant, oh. who's a basketball man. How about we talk about the 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 Thomas Durant? Okay. The guy who did the credit mobilier scandal. scandal. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, those are my those are my nicknames. I like Wilbur Worm better. We'll just call it Wilbur. Okay. Willie, Willie the Worm. You want to hear about its description? Sure. What does it look like? Uh, lots of different things, actually. It's metamorphic. N- no. It doesn't look like a worm. <laughs> it's like, it looks more like a millipede than a worm. Uh, the railroad worm is actually a beetle that goes through multiple metamorphic stages, like a butterfly. Not unlike a butterfly. Uh, they start off as eggs, as arthropods are wont to do. They are laid in groups on the ground and encircled by the mama. By the mama? By Obama. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) For encircling those eggs. (laughs) They lay about 50 eggs at a time. The larval stage is what we think of when we think of the railroad worm. This is going to be a rough one. It will be a rough one, yeah. Just like the walrus. (laughs) Yeah. Railroad worm is not something I will ever say again. We're calling him Wilbur from you're, now on. <laughs> you're really, you're going to avoid saying it for the rest of this episode? Uh, it'll be difficult. I'll hold you to it. Larvae and little are, are like little short-legged cylinders, basically, with two segmented antennas and simple single-lens eyeballs. Kind of like a caterpillar. Yeah. They come in a variety of colors, and they have shiny exoskeletons. They also have some unique visual elements that we'll talk about later. Spoiler alert. Um, no spoiler alert. I didn't spoil anything. The pupa, the pupa, which is a great word. Yeah, we're, we're back to that the Wooly Bear Moth episode, just saying pupate. Uh, the pupa stage takes around 12 days for ladies and up to 35 days for males. For gents. For, for gents, <laughs> for, for the gentlemen. Uh, adult males are nasty beetles. They kind of look like cicadas, but they're not as top, like thick in the front. They look like cicadas they, crossed with just regular disgusting houseflies. Yes. Uh, beetles of the genus range in size. They're typically brown or black. And they have 12, they have large 12 segment antennas that look like kind of like feathers or palm fronds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they also have long, thin, curved mandibles. 
Like very sharp. Like a moth. Those antenna. Yeah, like yeah. Moths. Um, situation. Females remain in larval form, uh, but there's a little bit of a difference between actual larvae and the adult females. They they're brown to light tan, and they have ooporous, which are openings for laying eggs. Ooporous. Yes. Two O's. Yeah. It's either ooporous <laughs> or ooporous. Like rock. cooperation. Sure. Uh, but anyway, I said size. So that brings us to the listeners' favorite part of the show, I think. The major fact? Yeah. No. All right. Well, then I'll get right on it. <laughs> uh, not, we need to do another poll on Facebook. On Facebook? There's only 50 people on Facebook. you got to do it on Twitter where there are more people. No, because our Facebook followers are ride or die. But our are they? Twitter followers, by comparison, like don't know they even follow us. Uh, but yeah. Okay. But also, you can only do two options. In tw- on Twitter. On Twitter, pa- on Facebook pages. So we would need to make a Facebook group to do more than two options. That's weird. Yeah. Only only, fifty fifty yes or no polls, please, on yeah. Facebook weird pages. Anyway. Uh, that brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show where I give Carlos a quiz in order to convey the animal's size and dimensions in just interesting and relatable terms. Every time you say that, I want to, every time you say the part of the show, I want to say where Larry comes out and sings a silly song. A silly song. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but we don't have any new measure up intros from you, the listener. So I think we're going to go with a classic again. Our our go-to backup, which is possibly the most... Actually, you know what? Should we do Brian's again? Brian's was great. The major. Yeah. Let's do Brian's again. Sure, let's do Brian's again. Well, you're going to hear from Brian, who is the artist who form is formerly known and currently known as the guy who uh, does all the art for LDT. You can find him on, I think... Uh, Brian underscore Musselman underscore on Instagram to see his art. Yeah. Brian underscore Musselman underscore. Check him out. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure up! (laughs) Still good. Still powerful. Very powerful. (laughs) Still good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Um, let's jump right into the male's length. Adult male. The, the beetle. With wings and everything. Members of the genus can take... Can be as long as 35 millimeters or 1.3 inches. Um, I'm not sure if the Floridian one is this long, but the on the larger end of the genus, they're about 1.3 inches. How many make how many uh, Wilbur's Wadiant Railroad Worms Wilbur beetles go into the length of Florida from Key West to yeah from Jacksonville the, from the the longest length yeah hmm. here's a hint Craig Reed of the band The Proclaimers wrote I'm gonna be parentheses 500 miles parentheses in 45 minutes. 
He would walk a thousand miles to fall down at your door, but he won't spend a full hour telling you about it. Five hundred is a good start. I know it's about 300 miles from here to Jacksonville, and it's probably another 300 from here to Key West. So I would say a solid 600 Let's put it at 650 miles. Yeah. How many inches for this little guy? 1.3. Okay. Time for math. Yes. Um, I'm going to bring it down to one. So there are 12 inches in a foot. There are 5,100 and... We'll, we'll say 5,100 um, feet in a mile. So that times 12 is about... 60,000, a little bit more, we'll say 65,000 in a mile, Mm -hmm. and then times 650, which is, we're going to add two zeros to it, Yeah. so that'd be sick, that'd be a... I'm going to say 45 million. Okay. It's 22,990,628.6. How long is Florida? 500 miles. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was actually a really good hint this time. Is it really just 500 miles? Apparently. That's what I typed in. How long is Florida? It said 500 miles. Huh. Now, were you thinking to go turn left of the Panhandle? Maybe the No, I was thinking if you drove from up. Key West to Jacksonville or to Jekyll Island or whatever, the that that the border there. Yeah. Straight up US one and ninety five. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming it's as the crow flies, not as Yeah, that was the, the problem. Car drives. Because <laughs> it's that's a whole curve up the keys. Yeah. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Let's move on to female length. The the larval female adult. Two inches. Great. Good, even, yes. solid number. They can, some members of the genus can be as long as two and a half No, inches. just two. How many female railroad worms, I said it, go into the height of Brighton Hill, the highest elevation in Florida? Oh, it's not, um... Mount Dora. Mount Dora. I, th- I thought it was, but it doesn't. Heighton Hill. Yeah, that sounds like you build a boarding school on that, and then it becomes Brighton a- Hill. Sorry. Oh, Brighton Hill. Okay, that sounds better. Here's a hint. Brighton Hill is in Walton County, Florida, in Florida's Panhandle. No. Huh. Walton County is named after Colonel George Walton Jr., the son of George Walton, who signed the Declaration of Independence. George Walton, the signer, studied hard as a teen, even though his uncle forbid him to study, believing a studious boy was an idle nerd. He <laughs> Is that stu- what he said in his letter? <laughs> he didn't. St- he, just an idle boy. He studied anyway and eventually became one of the most successful lawyers in colonial America. That's probably why there's a Fort Walton over there. Probably. Although it's named after the colonel, his son. The colonel. Get me some chicken. Yes. I'm going to say 10,000 feet. 
That seems like a lot. No. Um, I'm going to say 2,000 feet. Okay. The height from, like, sea level? Yes. Okay. I'm still going to go with that. Um, Twelve times two thousand is is twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand. Twelve what? Twelve. Sorry. Oh, twelve inches. If, oh wait, 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 no. But it's there's there's inches. six of them that go into a foot. So six times two thousand is twelve thousand. There, that's my oh, answer. Twelve thousand. Oh. Uh, rail uh, female. Radiant Railroad worms go. The into answer the is two thousand really? and seventy. Oh, uh, I, it's it's a lot lower than three hundred and forty-five feet. Okay, goodness, that's pathetic, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's really close to Al- the Alabama border. It's. I feel like Mount Trashmore is higher than that. <laughs> well, it it's the highest natural. Natural. Yeah. Okay. So there might be higher unnatural ones. Unnatural long life. Uh, fast facts. <laughs> Both males and females are active uh, at night and love hanging out in wet soil. Same. Me too. Same. <laughs> I wrote same. <laughs> uh, females hide in burrows during the day. We don't really know like like their patterns much in terms of behavior because uh, they're understudied. Um, but... Uh, males find mates by following female pheromones. Males take or females taste bad and want everyone to know about it through visual signals that we'll talk about right now. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. Ooh, 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 my turn. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the majorist facts of this worm, not worm. This episode, yes. So we've talked about bioluminescence before. Me too. That's what I'm talking. Said we. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. For the anglerfish, for the mantis shrimp, for the photurus firefly. Oh, yeah. Lots of bioluminescence in the animal kingdom that is super cool. Usually, it's a result of a chemical reaction that generates light. The light-emitting molecule called luciferin combined with the enzyme luciferase, put them together, and you have the pure devil. <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer. Um, no. Actually, it's luciferase. But um, you put those together, and uh, it makes... Light, and for Wilburworm, it is the same situation, but only females dazzle with lights. Males are doomed to darkness and obscurity. In some species... They're still luminescent. Not, not in this um, genus, not in f- uh, Fungodes. Gotcha. Um, in the w- other one you said with the X. Philanthropics? Philanthropics. That's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Um, but... They, yeah, th- those have males that have occasional um, or faint bioluminescence. Fixathrix. Fixathrix. Which is definitely an animal in Harry Potter land. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hippogriffin of Fixathrix. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not... So the ones that are in Florida, it's only females. Um, and so the females have little spots of bioluminescence that run along the sides of her body, making her look like a train yeah at night choo with choo. lit windows oh here comes some bugs choo choo ka choo <laughs> okay i am the wall <laughs> why do we keep talking about this song i don't because i don't like it um so that's why it's called the railroad railroad worm is because it looks like a train because the lights 
going alongside it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, to their credit, mobilier. Uh, the females don't use their shiny spots to attract males. They use them to tell predators not to snack on them. Yes. Since they're... I read that they were toxic. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see... It just said that, like, to to convey their unpalatability. I didn't know yeah. if that meant, like, it was toxic or just, like, a milkweed bug, like, it tastes bad. Or they were faking it. Or they were like, right. hey, look, I could taste bad. Yeah. So, who knows? Look how bright I am. And I come out at night. That's pretty bold for someone who tastes good. <laughs> Look at my confidence. Right? I must taste bad. <laughs> <laughs> but using bioluminescence in that way is pretty unique in the unanimal, in the unanimal kingdom. <laughs> that's when all of them together agree. That's, that's Noah's Ark is the unanimal kingdom. <laughs> yeah, we unanimally agreed to come onto the Ark. <laughs> I, I feel like we need to incorporate that word into more of our episodes. The, uh, like the some, consensus was unanimous. <laughs> unanimous. Like, like the this the consensus that Measure Up is the best segment oh, of the show no. is unanimous. The pulsum animals then. <laughs> um, no, it's unique in the animal kingdom because most animals who use bioluminescence use it to see, to attract males, or to attract prey. When I said males, I meant mates, because it goes both ways usually. Um, but very rarely to warn uh, predators or to avoid being eaten. But the truly unique thing about Wilbur is that she can actually control her bioluminescence. She can turn it off or on at will. But you may be asking, can't fireflies do the same thing? Specifically, the photoris firefly that mimics uh, the, the the flashing patterns, patterns of other uh, the males of other species to eat them, um, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not totally unique, but the firefly can't choose which color to use. The radiant railroad. Oh my gosh, right. Wilbur yeah. can switch from green to red. That's not, crazy. Not the same light though. So it it's not like it's lit all the way down the side by green and then lit all the way down the side by red. It has bioluminescence also on its head. So it has red on its head and green on its body. So it can light its head with red, or it can light its body with green or both. And it's a they think it's a different kind of luciferin that, that allows it to be red. Um, a red devil. Yeah. We're right back to episode one. <laughs> the, the Diablo Rojo, the... Uh, Humboldt squid. Yes. So it's hypothesized that she uses red to see without being seen, since many animals can't see red. Oh. Like bats and lizards. Interesting. So she can just, like, light her way, and other animals... It doesn't also give away her position. They have pretty, um, like, simple and kind of not great eyes. Do they? Yeah, so it's it helps to have light. It's like a single uh, lens, like a single, uh, very simple eyes. So I, the the female larva, like the adult female, has one. So it's like one of those old Nokia camera phones. Yes, it's just terrible. One lens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but well, yeah, if you've ever gone into um, 
there's the Museum of Science and Discovery down here in Fort Lauderdale. There's a bat room that you can go into, and it's all lit red because the bats can't see red, so they see it as night. But you can see the bats. Okay, they're so, very calm creatures. They they don't they never see red. Yeah, they're never angry. Yes, they have like just an infinite fuse. <laughs> Though that's bats. <laughs> <laughs> um, how. How appropriate was it that this episode went off the rails in the beginning? <laughs> uh, no one's going to know that because you cut it out. Also, beetles make up 25% of all animals. There's 300,000 species. Really? Oh, interesting. You can put that anywhere you want. That's a gift. <laughs> anywhere in the episode? Anywhere in the episode. I'm going to put that right in the middle of like when we're talking about the J- Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> It's, so it sounds like I'm trying to get us back on track. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart is so old in this clip. Do another one. Also, Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, if you ever watch a video of the uh, Radiant Railroad worm, said it right this time. Yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy to see it switch from one to the other. And it really does look like a train kind of just puffing its way from London to Hogwarts. Yeah, it thinks it can. It does. It definitely thinks it can. Mm. <laughs> And um, it also will usually stay lit while it's curled around its eggs. Same. Just like Obama. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said Obama. Yeah. yeah Obama right. is hashtag lit when he's curling around his eggs. <laughs> it's like he's some, All sort, 50 of, of them. some sort of lizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's, the, that's the, uh, the conspiracy theory. He's a lizard guy. Is it? Yeah, I mean, in the lizard theory, the reptilian theory, all, all like high-ranking people are, are lizards? lizards. Yeah. Okay, I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, you've heard of the reptilian conspiracy no. that like the world is run by reptilians? No. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a theory. It's not real. I obviously. haven't heard of it because it makes less sense than like ancient astronauts. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them don't make sense. People believe in the flat earth. That doesn't make sense. But that makes more sense than reptilian overlords. <laughs> right, exactly. If I put a marble on the ground, it doesn't go anywhere. Right, that's... that's it's flat earth. I, I, I'd sooner believe the flat earth thing than the reptilian <laughs> thing. That's, that's pretty out there. Um, so for you out there in Podcastia and your reptilian overlords, turn on your lights and pick your color. Because it's all aboard the Fengata Day Express here on Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Carlos here. I would like to ask you a very specific question, and that question is, please, could you send measure ups? It's very easy to do. All you have to do is just go onto your phone, uh, whether you have an Android or uh, an iPhone, you probably have a voice memo app. All you have to do is... Open that up, press record, say measure up or measure up or measure up or something like that um, into the microphone and then hit the record button again, which will make it stop. You give it a little name like like Carlos's best measure up of all time. Uh, and then you click the send button and you send that to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com and voila, you've sent a measure up and it took you less than a minute. So please do it. Because we want to have your contribution in these episodes. And we can't do that unless you contribute. Otherwise, we're going to have to keep playing the same ones over and over. Or we're going to have to start saying it. And we don't want to say it. We want, we want this to be a family effort. So, 
Taxonomy Titans, help us out. Also leave a review. That'd be great. Five stars, please. All the way. And measure it. See you next week. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> nah, but it's their accent. Same, same with uh, Jimmy Stewart. He's got that... He doesn't have a transatlantic He pronounces accent. things like that. If you asked him to say Clark Kent, he would say Clark Kent. No. Yes, he would. Okay, fine. But no. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> this is getting cut out. <laughs> what? It, when he says, hello, Bedford Falls, what does he say? Bedford or Bedford? Those were the same thing you just said. No, Bedford. No, he doesn't. This is at the end of his stupid filibuster, and he has a weird, like, <laughs> rasp in his voice. Rule. Love thy neighbor. Beginning. For them. Like a man we both know, Mr. Payne. You think I'm late? You all think I'm late? Well, I'm not late. And I'm going to stay right here and fight for this lost cause. Even if this room gets filled with lies like these. And the tailors and all their armies. Tailors. Anyway, this is a great movie. <laughs>